0: So, welcome everyone, and it's a pleasure and it's to be on. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858.
1: And we have uh, Mrs. H.
0: H, we're going to our first caller, Mrs. H. Welcome. Hello. Yes, hello, welcome to the program.
2: Hello, thank you for taking my call. I have a question. It's like this. There's two people involved. It's um, A and B. They are both Baraksham extremely much with their own businesses, and um, they are both quite similar characters. I went and asked them both um, how to uh, advice on how to set up a business. So we had A, who gave me positive criticism on how to proceed. And then I had B, that listened and then gave me uh, some advice. But then started downgrading me, calling me baby, you're talking baby language, baby numbers, baby and I wanted to know what um why is the response so different yet their characters are so similar?
0: So let me understand what is, what is your question? So one called you baby, one built you up, and what's the question?
2: Um why would the response be so different?
0: That's a great question. What do you think? You know the person.
2: So as I said, they're, they're very similar. So I was actually very confused. Um, what I thought perhaps was maybe A is more of a giver, so he's uh, so A is willing to help more as B, um, maybe afraid. Um, that I might become a competition to be. I, I don't know.
0: I, I'll i tell you, we don't do well guessing about other people. So I really am sorry. I'd love to answer your question. But I, I want you to know just those words that you use, That like they called you a baby, that's not terms that I know adults use. When was the last time any of your friends called you a baby when you asked the question? I don't think so. I've never. I don't have that. I don't know what when you call someone a baby for asking. So Do you I. You think in it general, comes from
2: jealousy or inconsiderate. I don't know.
0: You see, you're assuming. I'll tell you. You're asking the wrong person this question, which means the training that we are given in the social work field, and when you work with clients, is never to assume absolutely never to assume. You need to ask them, and even when they give an answer, you don't assume the one answer they give is correct. You ask them for several answers. What else is bothering you? What else is in there? We usually go to about six or seven different points till we finally go deeper, until we have an idea. So you're asking me to make a guess? I can't do that. So watch this. I'm going to share with you a similar example. I ate a cake and it was terrible. Could you tell me what was wrong with the cake? Mm-hmm. What, what do you say is the answer? What's wrong with the cake?
2: Right. Many answers. Many options. Right.
0: We don't even know what they are. So that's exactly what you're asking in those levels.
2: So then can I ask a different question? How would I respond to such a person? Again, baby. I
0: don't know the re- – you're asking me a detail, so we can do a role play. If you would like it, ask me, tell me the question, and that's what we do a lot of role plays. So role play means I will be you and you be them. So tell me a question that you ask, for an example.
2: The question uh, – you mean, to say, hey, in this conversation?
0: Or or some type of conversation. I want to ask the question. I want to see how she would how she would call me a baby.
2: So let's say, okay, so how how would I, um, you know, I'd like some help with this new business that I'm planning to set up. And I want your advice on,
0: you know, Great. what do you think? Great, so say watch me on? ask you that question. Okay, so, hi, thank you for calling up. And I want to open up a business, and I, need, I would like some advice because you have some experience in this field or you've opened up other businesses. So can you give me some advice? Now, you act like her. What was her response?
2: Right. So she listened. She listened. She was very... No, no, um, don't,
0: don't do not don't do do any of that. Respond now like her. Role play does not mean that we discuss how. Role play means you become her. Mm-hmm. I asked a question, now you respond how she responded.
2: Right. Okay. So tell me some more details about your business.
0: Okay. I gave you details. I have this. I have that. I want to expand. I want to close. I want to try this, bring this product, that product. Okay.
2: hmm So, um, right, so I'm giving you some ideas, and maybe you can do like this, maybe like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you.
2: Okay, and then she started with the numbers, it was like... No, no, no,
0: I I don't. Stop what she did. Act Mm -hmm. like her. I'm waiting for the part where she already said you're a baby. I'm waiting to get to the schmaltz. So far, she's responding like a healthy person.
2: Right. Um, Okay. You know, whatever what you have said up until now is really babyish. It's like you're talking baby language. Whatever what you've done, whatever the research that you've done, anything that you've done is just it's, it's baby language. I can also do this, that, and the other. I mean, it's baby. It's a baby language. It's, just, you know, you have very nice. Like who will trust you? Who what uh, tr- uh, trustees and this? Who who will trust you? Like you're you're talking total baby language. You don't know what you're doing.
0: Why are you speaking to me this way?
2: Because you don't know what you are talking about.
0: Why are you talking these strong words? You can tell me you don't like it, or you can tell me you don't think it's a good idea, but that's knocking me down. Maybe that's the way you speak, but love- could you just say it in an easier way?
2: Okay, I think you should start something extremely small, basic. Start with that.
0: Okay, good. That I could respect.
2: Mm -hmm. So basically be open and just say...
0: Sure. Some people come from families or their nature where they speak tougher. Listen, what do you say about this question?
1: I think that, uh, you know... this is like a, it seems like I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I don't know the, the the dynamic what happened. You know, it seems like the road it's giving some idea, but I don't know the dynamic behind all this conversation. If the other person is really business, a man, business woman, that uh, has a lot of experience, or just uh, you know, giving you giving some, try to put you down. This is something that's also very um, much deeper to see what the relationship between. So he said, "Okay, I got, I got, I got the idea from you. Thank you. I'll consider it to get your advice and uh, try to see to get advice from other people."
0: That's right. So that means let, let's also look at it the other way. It's possible. She's a very big businesswoman, and you know, people always have these ideas. Like I've got many times, people come to me for like therapy ideas. Like I want to be a therapist or someone that's in college and already tell me I'm disagreeing with this and I'm disagreeing with that. And when I'm going to start seeing clients, I'm going to do things this way. And many times I just humbly tell them, I really hear where you're coming from. How about you first help 20 people with your way that you think will work and then we'll discuss about changing the whole therapy Mahalo. But that was done in a nicer way because that's just the way the field is. But I can understand you or I could understand someone where they would have less patience, or they might have to help you because they're forced to. Like, speak to you when they weren't interested, and you're having ideas that might be completely off. Now, I'm not excusing their behavior. And I'm not saying I would ever want to be like that, chatzu shalom, And I'm not saying that I would ever wish to have conversations with people like that. However, there are some people that are that way, and as we had in the book, the Esh the Ruach, and the Uph are mastering relationships. That's more an Aish way of speaking. So what you do is you speak more with the water. Why did you speak to me so tough? Could you do it gentler? And then they might go, sure, okay.
2: Right. Um, it didn't come from a way she was being forced because it made sense that I was asking B the question. Ah. And Actually, A... It responded the way you would respond to that personal therapy. It was, yeah. you know, with positive criticism of, you know, how to go further.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah?
2: mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so it's not like why they would respond differently. It's more like basically, as you said, different responding natures, to that water and being different open.
0: Different people. Yeah, and being on top of it and telling them, to me, I'd like you to respond differently. And that's how relationships are formed. We discuss it. We're open what we like, what we need, and that's how we work on things.
2: Right. Okay, so thank you so you much. So you hear what I'm
0: trying to just normalize? I'm trying to normalize you and I'm trying to normalize your friend. But if you would tell me, you tell the friend why you're speaking to me that way, and then she's still tough, then I would say she, it's a whole different area. But if we're discussing now where she just speaks that way, then you can see about, you know, about it, uh, about recognizing its different natures.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, she speaks like this probably because that is what she's used to. She's a, a leader right in the business, so she's always used to commanding and reprimanding. No uh,
0: let me just clarify: those strong words are nature, and they need to learn to balance it because. Being a leader means you understand you have people under you, means you have people that can be hurt. And that is an an extremely important lesson, that those leaders, if they don't learn it, they get burnt from that. So just like stronger natures are easier to get to the leadership position like higher up because they have the confidence and they're more vocal, however, people get very hurt by them, get very angry at them if they don't learn that. So just like people have to learn to be more assertive to get to the top but when they're on top they're gentle they're caring the same difficulty they have once they're on top to remain on top and that people should like them and not have a bad name right what do you hear from that
2: so basically yes I understand. Um, the part that you were explaining about B, that she has to understand that if she's got people under her, she has to talk so that people should like her as well. But you were saying about normalizing both of us, as in myself as well, that I didn't get.
0: Okay. What what do you think I was saying?
2: I I think I was very good, so (laughs) I
0: don't know what my mistake was. Excellent. So just great. The point is just to be open and to tell her that, look, I like your advice, I appreciate your advice, and now what we need is just how can we speak gentler? Different natures, different people. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much for your help.
0: And You're good welcome. luck in the business. I, yes, and that's right, Hatzlacha. One thing I do want you to know, I don't mm. believe anyone... Has a right to tell anyone you won't be successful, or you shouldn't do anything. And I know that this woman didn't tell you you shouldn't. She told you, you should just start smaller. I just want to. That was at listening. the end. Okay. That was
2: at the end of the whole, you know, degrading. And so that's what I thought. Perhaps it comes from a jealousy because personally, I think I have the same strength as A and B. <laughs> so that is mm-hmm. why I think I can, you know, set up a business. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I thought maybe it comes from perhaps jealousy of like, I'll become perhaps as, you know, almost as great as her, or, you know, I don't know. she She's, I mean, she's in the business field for many, many years, so, but still, I, d- I don't know why perhaps I thought it would be, especially I heard that share on jealousy on, on number one, and I thought, like, to connect that, but I don't yeah, know if it is. Yeah, Derek,
0: well, we just don't know, but again, realize anything that was done something new is very important, to trust yourself because especially with the entire internet with all the stores Amazon you just see the world is changing and those that are stuck in this is the only way and don't see changes get stuck in that so people never thought I use this example all the time that iron can float look at the war boats that we've got airplanes helicopters tanks on these ships look at airplanes that are flying who would believe that iron metal can float, can fly? And people said you can't. It's those people that believe that do come up, and I don't believe anyone ever has the right to say no. Many people ask me about joining the social work field, and I just explained to them some of the difficulties it's going through. I said, and speak to other people, but don't give up just because it might be flooded now or just because it's very hard making the Parnassa.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So trust in yourself. Believe in yourself. Listen to others. Take a, take some advice, and then you gotta drum to your own beat.
1: And always you can take a second advice. That's right. Right.
2: Right. Okay. Thank you.
0: You're very, very, very welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just read one or two messages, because I I didn't even mention it. The workshop, Meretz Hashem, is starting tomorrow, the Stress to Inner Peace, tomorrow night, the English, and Wednesday night is starting, Meretz Hashem, the Yiddish one. So I like this one, too. Thank you so much for such a fantastic program. I just received the workshop booklets from from the Stress to Inner Peace workshop, and I'm wowed. I can't wait for it to start. Yeah, each booklet, there are six booklets of over 30 pages each, of real, solid psychological information, so I'm so glad you got it. My question is an interesting one. I feel that if I would be up, if I would be able to call up the radio, since you go by first name, I would maybe address you by your first name. However, don't you deserve a title rabbi Oh, mister? So, yes, if a woman calls, they usually go Mr. Weinberger Oh, thank you. They don't say your name. But I do go by the first name to make it more personal. But that's why we call people Mrs. K or whatever it should be. For the reasons, we don't want to say a first name. And what is the reason for addressing you without a title? I don't have a need for a title. So that's pretty good. We just announced at the beginning that I'm a licensed clinical social worker, which means legally I am allowed to say what I say. But more than that, I don't have a need for the title to make me feel that good. All right, who's the next one that we would like to uh, know?
1: Remission? We have uh,
0: Mrs. B. Mrs. B, thank you for holding. You're on with Mordechai and Herb Nissen. Mrs. B. Hello? Yes, Yes, welcome. hello, is that me? Yes. yes, it is you. Hi,
3: thank you for taking my call.
0: My pleasure. Yes,
3: hi, thanks. Okay, and um, I would like to thank you as well for um, everything that you do for the cloud, the workshops, the books that you've printed, the phone line, the programs. It's amazing. Everyone's been wow. so thank much thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Each and every one of these thank yous mean a lot. It gives me koyech and a to continue.
3: Okay. Um, I have a few questions for you. It's actually, I'd like to ask you for a recommendation.
4: Go ahead. Um,
3: I have... Okay, thank you. Um, I have myself and my husband, we both have um issues with time management. And um we're thinking of I mean it's really getting out of hand and we're thinking of um going to therapy to um help us get our life back on track.
5: Wow and
3: um I was just wondering yes. Um I was wondering what kind of um therapy modality, what kind of therapy would you recommend for this? For I would have no
0: idea. Or let me clarify, you're asking me an is it question. Do you know how many people come into my office saying, oh, I have anxiety, and then we find out it's not anxiety, it could be depression, or it could be OCD, or it could be Mm -hmm. other stuff? In other words, when you're telling Mm -hmm. me I have an issue with time management, I don't hear time management. I don't know what what is really going on. I I don't know, but just for one example, it could could be be that there is anxiety, sure, could be a big could be a huge perfectionist. That's why we're having the whole workshop of stress to inner peace. That people do not realize what perfectionist, the number one machl, in my opinion, in the Yiddish Kihilo that we deal with That we see across the board is perfectionism. And then everyone goes, but I'm not a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. It takes us almost five to ten sessions for a person to realize it. And perfectionist doesn't mean you do everything perfect. Perfectionist means you want everything done perfect, and you beat yourself up in your mind that you should have done it differently or someone that did it better. And perfectionism is one of the greatest causes of everything. So if you're a perfectionist, that could be one of the greatest reasons why you have an issue with time management. Because it's so simple. Why should I start if I know I'm gonna I'm not going to reach to where I want to get there? Oh, I'm 10 minutes late? Forget it. It doesn't pay to go. Do you know how many people that start their day at twelve one o'clock? We have to teach them first start at 11. So whenever you get up, show up. Mm-hmm. We have about 10 to 15 different sessions that need to be worked on. And all of those, so if each session you make a is about 150 bucks, here the whole workshop is under 300 and it's like 10 sessions worth teaching you about how to appreciate what you did do. How to start looking? Even if you're late to apologize, take ownership. But you need to experience the pain. You need to still do the behaviors. Recognizing why are you that perfect? Where is those messages coming from that you need to be perfect or in yourself? Who are you comparing yourself to? Recognizing certain Mm -hmm. all of those. So you're saying you might have a time management. That's one part. Now, so one side could be perfectionist. The next side. That could be why you and your husband have an issue with time management it is you guys are codependent, it means you are such gits in the you want to help the whole world, that you want to help everyone, that you're trying to put five hours into one hour. And of course you can't mm-hmm. do it, and then you beat yourself up saying that you're late and you have time management issues, you don't have time management issues, you have a difficulty setting boundaries. And that's what we discuss in this workshop mm-hmm. as well.
3: Right. So you're saying it's, it's not a technical issue that just concerns people. I'm not education. saying it's Sorry. not. And it's then it
0: could inter-work. even be your ADHD. It could be a million and one things. That is why what we do is okay. we do an intake. An intake means we get your whole history. We find out how long this is going on. We find out about your marriage. We find out about your interactions with your parents and your siblings. We find out how you get along with your children. We find out how you get along with your friends. We find out this is an issue starting from childhood. Is it from teenage years? Is it lately? Is it since you married your husband? Is it there is a thousand other issues, a thousand other points that could be happening?
3: Mm hmm So you think it's a symptom, not an illness, as in it it could be a sign of a lot of other things?
0: I don't know. Don't know. Could be a symptom. Could be an illness. Could be simple ADHD. But the Mm -hmm. point is Mm -hmm. that when we create an awareness, so the awareness you've created from this is... That right. If someone has time management, they might not have a time management issue. They might want to help everyone, and they don't want to acknowledge that we're humans in a human body, in a human brain, in a human body, which is stuck with human time. And you can't do three mm-hmm. hours' worth in one hour.
3: Right. And I love what you're saying, Resonates with me. It really makes sense. So um, I guess you're saying I should go for a full evaluation, and then I should um, take it from there.
0: That's right. Or whoever it is. Or okay. speak to Arav or a or Robinson that's knowledgeable that will give you the time.
3: Right. We've already tried um um speaking to our and um he okay. us, he's tried to send us to professional therapy so Very it. good,
0: excellent. That's um, what i to do.
3: Okay. So can I ask you another another question along those
0: lines? Rabnitsa, so what do you say about the time okay. management?
1: Uh, you know what, you touched the very, very sensitive in our our from uh, life, you know. We are really perfectionist you know do we like to be and it's amazing to see how effective in our life every moment and uh, i see it in my job and you you see it in your job anyone that's dealing with uh you know religious people from seems like it's amazing to see and i would say that it's make a lot of problem in the life a lot the, the people don't know to see the shades The people don't see that other people it's it's a human they want something perfect you know it affects our children tremendous and you have to tell uh, to tell us about it you know that's one of the uh, uh, topics that we are mm-hmm. just talking about here and this radio station all the time that we have to realize that mm-hmm. we are human we are we- human we are just can do mistakes we our life is not perfect we are not perfect Everybody is other people right. and be what is all about to be a Jewish be melamed schut on other people, meaning that we have to accept that the other people are not perfect. And I mm-hmm. I would re- say a story that probably everybody knows him about Rabbi Eliezer when he walk he, he rides his donkey and 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 highway, and he saw a really tremendous uh, ugly person, and he said to this what kind of what ugly person you are and this person told him one answer one sentence complain to the creator and he realized what he did there's a long story you know Mordechai. it's a long He's story in, in the end in the end he, uh, it was uh that wanted to teach Rabbi eliezer the great Rabbi eliezer, the lesson don't look at the people from up Look down, you know. See what because everything what we're doing here is from the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Everything, uh, and uh, people don't realize they want it now. You don't want it now. They don't want it perfect. I'm telling you, I, I have stories in my job as a construction that people can stand in front of the door, and you can see, uh, you know, see a difference of one thirty second of the inch. And the phrase can be teisha beav, you know, exactly like like mourning, you know. There's something that something terrible happened to them, and they don't realize this is a wood. It's a natural wood. Yeah. And this is what happened. It, it's happened every single day. It's every single day happened to us, in a, every different field. And you know, the husband come home. The 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 the, the kitchen is not so perfect. He got upset. Or the, uh, the 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 wife the, see the husband is not dressed exactly what, and it's upsetness. The kids didn't get brought the, the the from the school the the, the right uh, rank, yeah, right tion You know this the the test they get upset. Good word, Milatova, Aintova. You know this is Aintova. How, yep. how to learn how to to avoid things you know to see that, that, that right. things this is very important, especially in the, this time of the year you know you know This something that we have to learn of our, our our to love ourselves and to accept ourselves and to accept other people right. Wow, amazing yes, and very and
0: really important. to go, and really to understand that accepting limits. We won't have everything. You don't have mm-hmm. one person to have everything. You don't. You have a famous Gemara or mm-hmm. Rabakiva, where they asked, there are two, there are two thrones, and Rabakiva said one is for the Rabbanu Shlelem and one is for, for Rabakiva and, and Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, which was sort of like the king in Agada to Gemara, go, are you making the Rabbanu so small, Davla One is for the Midah of Chesed, one is Rachamim or chesed and din, but they're all the Rebbein like, and and he basically told him, go back to Nagoyim and Aholus. like, Rebbe you're great in the learning of halachas, of Nagoyim, and, and things like that. But in Agad that's not your specialty, the great Rebbe Kiva. Everyone will have a specialty in areas, and we're great, but we still will have a limit. Right. And we're so busy mm-hmm. with trying to be perfect all over that it creates, that's what I'm saying, like, your, t- your time management. I see others' anxiety. I see others' depression. I see others like our business. Right. They're looking at the other one's house. Now they don't value what they have. They have more than they ever have, and mm-hmm. someone builds a bigger house. Someone has more money. Someone's children are taller or blonder here, whatever other Michigan's and skinnier that we have today. It's scary. that Instead of saying, wow, I have, but that one might have more, instead we start feeling, wow, I have nothing.
3: Right. Right, so I see what you're saying. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um um I actually listened to a program um that was a while ago, a few months ago. Um somebody asked about um if it makes a difference if you go to a man or a woman, a guy or you and you said that
0: um, Wait, say it again, I didn't clearly. Kind of... is it right. a difference if you say that again please?
3: If, it doesn't make a difference if you go to a man or a woman. If a man goes to a woman or a woman goes to a man, or a hey, right, guy well, what or a
0: girl.
3: And you said that it—it it, 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 some of do do say that's a problem. It depends on what kind of therapy you're going to be doing. If it's in to the work, then there is a danger of developing the relationship or not necessarily in
0: work. No, it depends how you do it, the method of therapy. But I—I I feel there's a lot more right. than what that I said that wasn't heard. And if someone just hears that. There's also a very simple, again, you have to run it by a Rav, but most Rabbanim hold it's the same, right. like any medical doctor. If it's the same skill, mm-hmm. a man or a woman, then try to go to the same one if you're a man or a man or a woman. But if the doctor's a bit better, then it doesn't matter what they are. Yeah. You go for the best level of care. But again, that depends on certain levels in therapy where they connect. Again, so these are where you need to ask a Rav. I'm the halachic expert. I'm right. just talking now about the therapy. Sometimes a person might yeah. need someone similar. Sometimes they might need right. someone different, and sometimes they start right. one and then need the other. There are no clear answers when yes and when no, but definitely yeah. it's preferable to not to try to go to someone on you know that's a little that's the same. This way you can avoid the transference of the emotional connections that can happen. Yes, yeah.
3: yes. Yeah. So I was also wondering if if um, I should go together with my husband or we should each go separately.
0: Well, you can't go together with him. How do you want the person? Let me. Ask you, can you can you bake two cakes at the same time? Not really. Why not?
3: I mean, unless they're supposed to be at the same the same length of time, and the same temperature.
0: What happens if they are different cakes? Can you do at the same time a seven layer cake and a I don't know, come with something else? A you mean the preparation
3: tier? time or the baking time?
0: Everything. Well, the preferable well putting everything together, mixing it. You're having two different cakes going on at the same time.
3: Right. So obviously not.
0: Well, why do you think psychology is any different? They're going to have to ask you what's yours of time management, and your two husband, what's his with time management. Are you both the same exact? It's two separate cakes. You're not putting really. in different ingredients. Right. Okay. You
3: can't.
0: You can't so, get
3: it, so long both as it's not a couple's issue, we shouldn't be going together.
0: That's right, no right that's that's where couple's mm-hmm. issue. you work things out together, you don't want to work out individual stuff in a couple's issue couple's time. that's right. Mm-hmm. Watch this. imagine the therapist going be talking to you. what's your difficulty? You go in the morning the kids are crying, it's so overwhelming. Your husband, what's his issue, and his issue is going to be about. Um, he feels a major pressure to make a lot of money, or he has to do so much that he can't wake up on time. So now the therapist is going to be giving you guidance for your son. What's your husband going to be doing during that time? And now you need right. 45 so minutes for right your guidance. Right, he's going to right. have his issues. You're going to have yours. They're two different cakes.
3: Mhm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, so thank you very much, then. I think I'll, I'll call up with you and ask for an evaluation. And then we'll wonderful. Take
0: it from there. Excellent, thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. And hat's lacha, yeah, I'm glad a to evening. create a nice, a nice awareness.
3: Yes, thank you,
1: Yes, thank
0: have you. a wonderful evening.
1: And, and we're going who is to our next caller? Mrs.
0: S. So what do you say to that before we go to Mrs. S.? So just stay on the line, Mrs. S., and what do you say
1: to that? Yeah, it was hundred percent. You know, this is something that uh, it's they have to take care of each. If each is individual, because you don't, it's not the same problem with husband and wife. Each one is different, individual, and different issue about it. Maybe they trigger each other, each other. But this is possible. But this is uh, not in the in the phone line right now. I would say that definitely would go to evaluation and see yeah. what is triggered.
0: And do you think they could work at the same? The same therapist could work on a husband and a wife.
1: I would say if it's I would say yes. I would say yes, but uh, again, you are the therapist. And
0: I... I'm saying now that you heard, like to, huh good.
1: I would say it, yes.
0: Yeah, you know, we have a hard time. I know I have a hard time. We have the husband and the wife, and then usually the one that will have the bigger issue will dominate the whole session. The other person just sat there. Oh, and you're talking. You're answer.
1: talking about together.
0: Yeah. No, together no, no, no. Dwarf,
1: I would. Right. No, no, definitely not. No, I don't see it because it's. <laughs> It would be first of all, it could be by of shalom bite, you know, just yeah, that's true. <laughs> it could be a yeah. big problem. But uh, I would say definitely not, not together. As I said each one is uh, at least and a few uh, first uh, first times, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, Mrs. S, welcome. Hello. Hi.
4: It's a privilege for me to be able to thank you personally for your line and all the everything that I hear on there. I gain so much awareness.
0: Wow, thank you. That was I, th- I appreciate it. Wow.
4: Yeah, so thank you for that. Um I was wondering, um, if you could explain uh what is a panic attack?
0: Very simple. Panic attack is out of the blue for no reason you also start people start feeling their heart beating, they start feeling that they're doing terrible, they start feeling sweating, they start being afraid, and they think they're having a heart attack and it usually lasts for I think about fifteen seconds to forty five seconds. But their fear is so great.
4: So it's the physical symptoms.
0: Yes. Yes. The is mind it not is good so by powerful. something? Say that again?
4: Is it not triggered by an event that happened just then? Because you said it's out of the blue.
0: Yeah, but panic attack means they don't know when it's going to happen. If they know, like every time someone goes in the tunnel, every time they go to a certain shul, that's more anxiety. Panic attack is you don't know when, you don't know where, but the person's afraid they'll faint. And one time they start feeling they'll faint, now they have it all over. And they're always wondering, when will that thing happen? But out of the blue, all of a sudden now they feel it's happening, and now they're being stuck. So panic attack, by definition, is not knowing when it's going to happen and not really preparing. When you do know, every time I meet this person, I stop being so afraid, so scared, that's more anxiety. And I'd just like to remind everyone the number to call up is 718 683 five
1: eight i just want to say that our text line is already full so just we have text yeah we'd
0: like people to call that's right we've got messages i'm going to read but i'd much rather get the live questions and answers so does that make sense no no i appreciate Um, your call does that make sense without panic attacks
4: um yes but is it not triggered by something that happened before let's say somebody has a shock so he gets a panic attack
0: I need more words than just that. You know, like First, a I shock. shock Ooh, they were in or, a car accident, so they got a shock every time they were in a car. I need even more little words. things. I need, like I need an example. Like, there's something I witnessed so today. Please understand that like I am, I, my brain needs groundedness. Others can understand what you're saying. I need an exact story. I went here and there and this and this is what I felt. Okay. I needed fill in the blanks.
4: Okay, so I was just at my friend's house and... Um, like, one of the friends, like, appeared, like, out of nowhere. So so one of the girls just had such a shock, and she started shivering and, like, crying nearly.
0: Is okay, that so called a panic you, attack? Okay, so can we do this again? Tell me what she saw and what happened.
4: So one of the friends went outside, and suddenly she started, like, uh, putting in her hand from the window or something.
0: So she saw her friend stick her hand out the window?
4: Inside. Like from outside into the window.
0: <laughs> In other words, first of all, let's understand something. Children, we don't use these words panic attacks. Let's first clarify that. Kids are supposed to have ups and downs. Okay, we always talk adults. about adults.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm still not I'm just thinking the of the latest example I, I can I'll think I'll of. Be honest, I just don't get your question. No, I don't get the story. They saw a kid stick their hand out the window. They're a second floor, a third story. They're on a bus. No, uh, no.
4: Like... Somebody is sitting in the house, ground floor, and then somebody else comes sticking in their hand into the window from outside.
0: Oh, like they You know, like them. a, like a robber or something. Them. A shock. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's it's... what I'm saying, a shock. Isn't that normal?
4: It is, but is it classified as a panic attack, or is it... I, uh,
0: I, I, I'm trying to even understand. I feel like you're asking one question, and you're trying to point to another place. Panic attack is someone that's afraid they're going to have a heart attack, they're going to faint, they're going to die. Wherever they it's go, fear they're afraid of it's going to or happen. Dying. Yeah, or some other big extreme, but it can happen at any time.
4: So because of the fear, they get a panic attack?
0: No, that is the panic attack. Can you imagine in the middle of walking, all of a sudden you start feeling your heart beating so fast, and you're afraid you're having a heart attack that you call Hatsala, not you, but someone? Can you imagine in the middle of walking, all of a sudden you feel all the blood leaving your brain, you're turning pale. people telling you what's going on, and you feel you're fainting. That's a panic attack. Not you think about it, it's suddenly happening. That's a panic attack. You check your pressure, and your heart rate is raising. You so look what kind in the mirror, your face kind of is attacks. turning pale, and you're feeling And The more you're thinking about it, the, the quicker your heart races or the more the blood's leaving your face, your head, and you're ready, you're feeling you're having a heart attack. Our mind is so powerful that it will cause the physiological changes that that's what you're feeling. The way we help people get out of it is we tell them, continue, don't be afraid of that. You're not going to faint. Medically, it's impossible Mm -hmm. practically for that to happen. You're not going to have a heart attack once you went to the doctor. But you allow them to experience that heart racing, that speed. Does that make a bit, is it a little clearer? Worried that someone might scare you or shock you, that's called normal.
4: A normal reaction to a shock. Normal,
0: yes. We normalize people on this program. Normal. Yes. Where our kids, let's say, where they're afraid to take off their glasses in class because another kid's going to grab it and run away from you, like run away and then not have your glasses. That's normal. <laughs> That's not a panic attack. That's not anxiety. That's what kids do.
4: So when would people have panic attacks?
0: So here's where my question gets complicated. I'm going to shift it back to you. Why are okay. you asking me about panic attacks? Most of the time, either you or someone you know suffer from panic attacks, and you want to know more information, or someone told you the word panic attack. So I generally need more information.
4: Yes, yeah, so it's like I heard the term, and I'm wondering where does it apply and how, what does it mean? So
0: it's a phys of panic attacks are when you see the blood leave your the face. You're having literally your heartbeat is racing, and you're ready to call Hatzalah. That's a panic attack. Does that answer your question? Being yes, to but I'm wondering
4: which people you? have panic attacks. Is it like oh, something no. that happens to any person or is it somebody with a history of anxiety?
0: Anyone, anyone. It can be triggered from a trauma. It could be triggered from anxiety. It could be triggered from a one-time effect. It could be triggered from not eating well and not sleeping well for a couple of days.
4: Well, I see. It can be
0: from anything. Okay, that
4: makes it clearer.
0: Thank you. I'm sorry that I can't give you, you know, something more that you're looking for.
4: You can't read me out of the textbook, can you?
0: I was actually thinking about doing that. I do have it up front (laughs) to me. I was thinking about doing it. But then I would have to also read regular anxiety and a couple of other stuff to differentiate Mm -hmm. between the two. But, yeah, panic attack is is in the system.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for the information.
0: You're welcome.
4: Okay. Goodbye.
0: All right. Have a, night. have a good night. And I appreciate all Thank the callers from, at least with a British accent, assuming, from England. So <laughs> that's that's appreciated. Everyone is up so late. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thank you. So You're welcome.
0: What do you say to that?
1: I, I said that, uh, you know, first of all, it's about the, the so-called panic attack. It's very natural that a kid, you know, especially somebody suddenly put his hand from the window Will make scary, you know, and I don't know what the, you know if if this girl, uh, this kid, uh, aired you know, for example, at something uh, last uh, last weekend, board park, you know, and imagination, all this stuff can be ruling a very very uh, big uh, role in this uh, issue. Uh, I would say this is very normal about it.
0: Yes, exactly. And unfortunately, when there are tragedies and something happens, it's normal to be uh, vigilant or hyper vigilant. That's normal. We don't call those anxiety or panic attacks. That's normal.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Okay. Yes, we are with uh, Mrs. R. Thank you. Mrs. R.
0: Hello. Hi. Welcome to the program.
5: Hi. Um, I have a little bit of a sore throat, but. <laughs> So, a reason. First of all, I want to say your your first book was phenomenal, and I haven't read the second book, but I'm definitely interested in it. And I want to thank you uh, tremendously because both Nissan, I've con- as I'm driving, I'm constantly. As a matter of fact, the other day Nissan talked about his how he became Balotjua, and. And he went through the war in Israel and everything's Mene Shemayim and Hashgah Fakartis. And I want to thank you because I'm a Baal Tshuva, and I always believed in therapy because I'm a divorced child, and I'm also divorced myself. I don't have children. And I had a lot. My father was a Holocaust survivor, God rest his soul. I had a lot of challenges in my life. And I just uh, the second book I haven't read, but um, my mother's an earth sign. She's a perfectionist, and you talk about that a lot. And uh, I find it interesting, but uh, I'm a Leo. I'm a fire sign, so I got to read that book. But my really interesting question to you is that: um, Can you hear me?
0: You hear yes, me? So I hear you loud oh, and okay. clear.
5: Is it? Are you hear me well? Because I can't. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. So, the question is that um, about five years ago, my dad, my dad passed away, and. Um, Basically, I've been through therapy, and I'm a you, and I have tremendous amunah now, but uh, many years ago, I've had some darkness in my life, but thank God, Baruch Hashem, between therapy, going to rabbis, and so forth. But what transpired was that my brothers took their anger out of me, and I went for grievance counseling, and I had to stop talking to my family because of it, and I'm such a family person. and. I just want to know, as a therapist, because I have had therapy, and I've had good therapy, and uh, I've done a lot of work on myself, and thank God, Baruch Hashem, I'm in a good place. But And I've allowed to release and let go of what's transpired, and I do forgive them, because I believe in forgiveness. I know Dr. Torsky talks about that. But I want to ask, as a Jewish person, because I'm a but two of my brothers are not religious, but um, as a matter of fact, they make fun of Hashem. So, but that's okay. Uh, What I want to know is that how do I justify, because I've had therapists as well as very big rabbis from Israel like Breslov that I've learned with, told me not to allow them to hurt me anymore and not to listen to them, that just accept it for who they are. But how do I justify, the question is literally from your expertise, and I like the things you say to people, about yeah. so how that I'm not talking to my family, wow. and there's some things that my brothers have done. Not only have they hurt me in, a, in an emotional, personal level, I'm also a cancer survivor, so I've been through a lot. But I'm here to talk about it, and I've, I've got, I've, you know, I'm so took those challenges and made them into tremendous positive things with Hasham's help, and my tremendous Amuna and friends, and I've cultivated tremendous relationships outside the family. But I'm hurt, like. It's painful because I can't talk to anyone because of it, and I just don't know how to justify it, and, you know.
0: I'm trying to, you want to to justify what? what that I'm not exactly? talking just to my
5: family because they've hurt me this. and they've caused me pain and mental, emotional, okay, so and that
0: justifying justifying it's healthy for me not to talk them? to them, in other words. What are you looking to justify?
5: I'm saying, like, is it okay for a Jewish person who is kind and loving and family. Is it okay not to talk to them? Is that okay in terms of therapy? you know, well, in terms the of the told psychological you world we got the
0: answer opinion. once the rabbi told you yes. And we can just explain on a psychological level that there are boundaries.
5: Right. Exactly, the boundaries. boundaries and they've overstepped their boundaries. And I went to therapy for grievance and I had to deal with them, to the how to deal with them. And uh right. but it's been a few years and they also took a gift that my father gave me, different things that were other issues, but that's something else. But but I'm at a very good place, and I feel okay with it because I feel peace that they're not – but it's still hard for me to, to handle in terms – because I'm such a family person.
0: Yes, that is so painful.
5: I know. Yeah. Exactly. So, what would you say? I mean, I just I know you you know you deal with all kinds of issues, even in the Orthodox world. And I just want to say, what you do is amazing. Kolikavod. You're helping people Thank you. when mental illness was sti- like a stigma years ago. And I always believed in therapy. I started going when I was 18, when my parents wow. got divorced. It was the best thing I ever did.
0: So, so, so yes, we teach everyone that the Rabbinic Shlelem has Hashem has created. Um, boundaries in this world, mm-hmm. and the point of boundaries is to keep to the boundaries and to know the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And so you're saying, in other words, that if they don't do that, and I, I in other words, I, I have one brother who's very religious, and he's a big mitzvah person. You know, he does. Tre- he was a very good brother until my dad passed away. He got anger. He has tremendous anger, not because he's a kohen, but. So he justifies and says, "Well, you know, he didn't go to therapy, and I did, and I I told him a beautiful letter and my heart out, and I said you haven't treated me right, and this is how I feel." And I go to therapy and I talk about it, and he basically blew me off and said, "That's not true. I'm a great brother. I've always been a great brother, and it's a bunch of BS, so to speak." And and so what do I do? I mean, I just I try to communicate my feelings,
0: and that's many times what we do in therapy when you have a difficulty with someone or the person's not ready to own up to it right, or to change. And then the answer is within ourselves. We deal with that many times when people right. have issues with someone that's not alive anymore. And there, there are still ways that we can process. We definitely can still grow.
5: Right. But I'm saying in terms of, like, in other words, it's okay to not talk to your family and, and because they're, in other words, you know, I have to. I came to terms I, with that. It was to very painful at the okay. beginning. I you know, cried a, a lot. Black and
0: white. I wonder if there's gray areas that you can choose to speak. Like you can call Arab shoppers and talk about the news. You can just talk about their children. You can just talk about something without that. Words, it's not a yes or no. In therapy, we try to get to the boundaries. I
5: understand that, like. and I learned that in therapy. And I, I'm not a black and white. And yeah, I am a gray person. I believe in that. I believe in that. And I get along... I love people and I tried very hard, you know, cuz I've been through a lot and uh but they've hurt me so much that the pain is so strong that it's hard for me to even
0: So I'll tell you I don't yes. work with uh, that's not our specialty cuz this is like, I
5: understand, yeah. uh, a uh
0: heavy emotion with complicated people and we, I don't I have knowledge in that, but it's not our specialty. They're no, I understand, but I know your book that. Your book you talks a lot
5: about acceptance because my psychologist says
0: sometimes can you can't change people. Peace, interacting you with, have to with change yourself. Like that, or said boundaries are limits, that we can help you with. You right. Know, that's something that we try to do. and We try to find your strength and, and you right. happy and you're successful. Rubenissa, what do you yes. say to this?
5: Yeah, Nissan. i like to hear your opinion because I've never been yeah. in a better place, um, <laughs> you know, Mordecai, and I just I study a lot on my own. I go to therapy. I study Amuna. And I, I feel like i am never been better in my life, considering all the challenges. And I don't take happy pills. It's all natural. Wow. Okay.
1: So beautiful. First of all, you're on the right track, I would say. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> and I would say that, uh, you know, I know many people that there's a lot of conflict with, with their, you know, siblings and their parents. And learn how to avoid the conflict. And you right. just, you know, just... Give a call, you know what, and I tell you uh, what I would uh, do. You know, just we are okay. brothers. You know, I, I, it's not worse. You know, I, I, I would. Yeah, say, I'm the I would, only girl. So yeah, you know. So I, I, I would, I brother, would say, yeah. I would say that uh, my conversation to, to my brother, I would say, you know mm-hmm. what, we are brothers. You can, have the same blood, the same right. that, and it's really a waste of time and waste of things to get fight about. It's not worth it because one day one day it will be you know, could be that we'll be late. We don't know late, how long exactly. we don't know how, how long we're we going to live. We don't know what exactly. is our we surprises. We have so many people around us that le- left the world so quickly and so Exactly. Uh, I agree immediately. Yeah. So let's let's put it everything aside. How are you? How are your children? What is going on? Well don't and it's, if you feel that starting get into your uh under your skin I have that that they're basically going out of the boundary that you put yourself said I'm sorry this is not the conversation that I'm expected or just right. move 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 Be the assertive co- move. about my feelings, yes. which I am and that's move, why they're move angry move the because conversation because to the to mm-hmm. the weather move the mm-hmm. we- conversation to the other you know Right. To the political politicals, if, if mm-hmm. you have a common, common political uh, uh, target, right. <laughs> but,
5: <laughs> no, we don't have Hashem no. in common because my brother doesn't. He he does, he does he makes fun of me that I always say Hashem this Hashem that. Okay, so it's, you it's know what? Not nice, uh, yeah, but unfortunately, uh,
1: look, look, we all have we all have one of this. Um, we all have our tests. Exact, it's exactly. A big test. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
4: Test. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, we have all the you notes, know, so try to avoid it. I know really right. uh, uh, quite a few people that, that had a huge huge nission on, on this issue yes. and basically learn learn I mean, how to jump yeah. over the obstacles right. and to tell the for example to the mother, you know, mom let, let's leave this uh conversation, continue with uh our how, how do you feel, what you what would you what you did, what mm-hmm. you cook, what is how it's going on, you know, and ignore ignore the, the nasty as uh, you know right. remark and stuff like this right. this is what i would say and learn how to 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 let it pass through you let it go yeah let, let it, it go, go. Let it and go. i
5: do and i'm the first one to say i'm okay. sorry even Very if nice. they've done things to me and because Very i'm so nice. forgiving Very yeah nice. i'm so forgiving because i want to get along with everyone i love Call Yisrael, and I I just I'm want beautiful. to, but unfortunately to poisoned to the too, they poisoned my mom, too, because my parents were divorced, my father up, was remarried, and when my dad eight, talked, six, a lot of eight, things eight, just went eight, down, my eight, father was eight, a glue seven, to eight, the family, eight, unfortunately, six, eight, and it's five, very sad. Eight. You know, keep my boundaries. Okay. Like, like Mordechai. Uh, yeah, so right, Mordechai. Curious. Just
1: I, I. know that uh, we, the time is running, but I, no. I, I have need, to go. I, okay, I know okay.
5: I take up your time. Okay. Listen, a Kevod, and thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm going to be strong. Hashem be is with me, and my Hashem Abba is with, Hashem. with you.
0: Yes. yes. Be strong. Yes. And, and I know is Amuna
5: is above nature. Amuna, I know that.
0: That's it. <laughs> Hashem can make anything happen. In a
5: blink of an eye, like the Baba Turebi said. I am so strong in my faith now mm, that nobody you. can hurt I really feel it. And I want to thank you. And I got to read your book about Amazing. last two Thank you. Thank
1: you very
5: much. Nisan, you're the best. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank Abad, you. Nishan,
5: you. Thank, thank you yeah, for bringing I mean, such great you're awareness. Welcome.
0: And I got an interesting message just for those listening about panic attacks. I had a panic attack on Shabbos, and I actually fainted, and I was taken to the hospital on Shabbos. So just to be aware that panic attacks can be so strong and so severe, it's not just like a Mishigas. They hear it, they feel it, and almost the body will respond that way.
1: Uh, Mordecai, you want to read some uh, text? we got plenty of text, you know, just... I know yeah. that, uh, we just. Let's go it's... this. First of all, we'll
0: go from bottom all the way up. First okay. of all, um, your hotline is amazing. So I am a real people connector, and I love meeting new people, and I can observe human nature and behaviors for hours. It's just amazing how Hashem created so many amazing characters, exclamation mark. I work in the special ed field and always have to deal with people. And then I can have burnouts, and then I just hate, they wrote him big, hate every human being under the sun. And I just can't face anyone. Wonder what, it tr- what triggers it and how I can prevent it. Thank you. P.S., I did mention it to a therapist, and he said it's normal for women to have burnouts.
1: Honey, what?
0: <laughs> oh, <Ms. laughs> i let you deal with this first.
1: <laughs> it's
0: normal for women to have burnouts. <laughs> I'm calling burnouts when we hate everyone
1: Wow! Well, on
0: the world, yeah.
1: I don't, I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to, to respond to this. You know, to only the normal to women. What about men? And what about children? You know, sometimes you burn out. You know, we burn out. You know, sometimes you get to reach a level that you you, you don't. But but the truth that I would say that from this, uh, I, I, you know, text. I I say that really it seems like a burnout and not like a uh, like person that uh, ate herself, you know, this is something that they dislike herself. And uh, so sometimes people don't like other people because they don't like themselves, you know. Yeah. But this one, it seems like, yes, it's, it sounds that the very, you know, it's possible, you know, how many times you, you said, you know, I need a, I, I need a vacation. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. Every yeah. time it's it's happened to all of us. I need to work with animals, you know, just <laughs> with with dog. I I don't want to accept to work anymore with with human, uh, you, you know, with but this has happened to all of us. it's very normal. It's a cycle, and just take it, uh, uh, you know, as as we said before that really look at the, the test uh, of our life. You're dealing. Yeah. It seems like that you are doing very well with with other people.
0: Exactly. So burnout i'd just like to clarify to people that burnout is very doable to prevent the entire workshop of stress to inner peace is for us to recognize that i'll even share i think we've discussed it several times on the program but it's also a big concept in the workshop of stress to inner peace and that is think of a car a car has a gas tank when we use up the gas the car is not going to drive us humans hashem gave us a bracha which unfortunately we turn into a kwella, but the bracha is that when our tank goes into zero, we can still act, we can still function, but we're going to be more likely to get upset, more likely to get hurt, more likely to make mistakes, more likely to hear things or to assume or to interpret things that weren't said or meant the way it was, and many of those fights happen. Many of the hurts painful feelings happen when we didn't eat, when we didn't sleep, when we overworked, we're having other stresses and we didn't rebalance ourselves, then we're going to get hurt. So what we share in the workshop is just because you're awake doesn't actually mean that you're awake. There are scary, scary statistics, proven statistics that when people are in the hospital that doctors, because the way They have the interns, like the doctors do their shifts, they're like 48-hour shifts in a row. The mistakes that medical doctors make after their 12 or 13 or 14 hours on call are scary. The numbers shoot up, and therefore they're combating it over the last 10 to 20 years where they're having beds in the hospitals where the doctors could sleep. So this way a nurse or someone on staff will call them when there's an emergency. So when they sleep and the body can recharge itself. But when you're overworking those doctors and they have life and death decisions to make, many times, and we've all, we all know that, we know that we make mistakes when we don't sleep well or we heard something or we react more personal, the same as with doctors. So for us to be aware, for us to recognize... That one of the ways that we prevent burnout is self-care, taking care of yourself, sleeping, eating, learning, laughing, having a personal life, having friends. Just before I did the program, we have a client that, for whatever reason, needs to change their hours. Almost So, Mordecai, can I come to you at night? And the answer is, I'm a father at night. <laughs> or oh, we do this program or something else. But I, I'm balancing my life. I have a life. No, we're not doing clients, not doing certain things. I had another very good friend sort of tell me I gotta shoot the breeze with you. I gotta speak to you for like two or three hours. When do you have time? <laughs> and my response was I really would do it, but now over the last two, three weeks, or the next coming weeks, things are bu- busy, and I want to stay recharged. Want to stay calm. I want to I smile. I want to laugh.
1: I want to tell he, you something yeah. from yeah, from uh, my my, uh, my experience. First of all, as you said before about the doctors, I don't understand that the long shifts in the in the hospital is crazy. But uh, that's how they decided. But I, I agree. I, it I, should
0: not. Ha- it should be illegal. Yeah. No one. I mean, seeing five, ten hours here in the hospital is already a lot.
1: Uh, a truck driver has a limit, for example. Truck drivers. That's they, right. they have a limit in the army, and when you when you uh, on the shifts, uh, you have limit of timing. And I would say that even in in our jobs, you know, for construction, I found it very, very bad. When when you um people going to overtime, for example, sometimes you have to finish the job, and it's overtime. Day after day after, it's become like fifty uh, percent of the production. Yeah, and that's
0: right. So maybe that night you were successful.
1: Even so, it's not so. But uh, you know, and in the, in the day after you already. Uh, fifty percent off. Yeah. Okay.
0: Excellent. So, wow, we've got some more messages coming in over here. Yeah, yeah. Let's go read this one. My brother's married a couple of years and is taking medication for ADHD. Is leading a very successful life. His wife doesn't know about it. Should he tell her at this point? Well, that is out of the scope of this. We can't create an awareness. We could create the awareness why he should tell her. We can create the awareness of why others might not. So, why he should tell her is why not? You're married. You're keeping a secret. You're ADHD and you're successful. So, share. Yes. I can understand it's hard. I can understand she will be hurt. I understand she will be angry. And she has a right to be. I understand she might be angry at her in-laws for many years, and she has a right to be. But that's part of her responsibility. On the other hand, why not to tell is because she might get so upset. And maybe he's able to keep this a secret and it's not really affecting the marriage that much. And he's not ready to rock the boat right now. But if you ask me personally, yes. But to tell you what you should do, I would never do that.
1: I would say that uh, I, I definitely, uh, you know, as, as a as a married man, man that uh, for many years, uh, in secret in between a couple is is devastating. It's something yes. that it's not belong to a, a family to a couple. Of course, you know, uh, you know
0: what it does to a husband's feeling that if my wife really knew who I am, she wouldn't want me. That means. He's he's either going to be giving in to her or he's going to be too tough on her because he's always having this complex that I have to be more and I'm not of value.
1: Yeah, and uh, also that's you know it's something that you have secret it's, Yeah, and uh, not 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 belong to uh, you know life with couple. You know, uh, but I, I would say so maybe maybe I, I, I talk with the, the local rabbi that knows the family knows the wife or the rabbits in the in the area that knows maybe she can advise yes or not.
0: That's right. And I'm going to say something. It's very likely that the wife smells it and knows that he's ADHD or just sees, even if he's on the medication, because ADHD medication helps somewhat, but they still have to use skills and things to learn. It's very likely she smelled it or she might even know. If a wife doesn't smell something interesting about the husband or something a little different, then there's something wrong in that marriage. Wives have a smell. They might not know what. And the same with husbands with the wives. Something. They might not know what, but they know something. All right. And I think on that, we're going to finish tonight. Thank you for this wonderful program.